So now translating that into the real estate investing uh, journey, especially with me being a realtor, she picked up a lot of the slack where I was not making money for the first four or five months as a real estate agent. It was so tough for me to start. And I felt almost emasculated not making any money during that time. You're listening to the Taylor Coop Podcast. Join me as we do a deep dive into my passions and learning lessons in entrepreneurship, real estate, business, sports, art, and so much more. I hope you enjoy the show. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Taylor Coop Podcast. We have our guest, Ian Jimeno, back on the show. Welcome back, Ian. Thanks, man. It's always a pleasure. Yeah. And I'm really excited to get to dive into this episode and really get granular, uh, especially because I feel like, especially just within this podcast space, sometimes you just get the story, but then it's 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 in general, right? And so I I really like this section just because we can get really actionable about, about specific topics. And the two topics I really want to dive into is going into getting your first house hack. So we're going to talk about house hacking, but then also working with your partner. And reason being too, I mean, aside from just like living in a house with your partner and house hacking there, I feel like having just that strong foundation, as you said, offline, uh, having that strong foundation so you guys can achieve your goals and achieve whatever you want. I think there's uh, tips and and a process to doing so. Because uh, for me on, on my journey, like I'm not a wife yet. So I have a girlfriend of three and a half years, going to be four years, mm-hmm. like we look up to you two and seeing what you can accomplish, maybe not moving in a van, but figuring out how to work together and really just aligning our vision. So uh, that's what I'm really excited about just for this podcast. But I guess first starting off though, I mean, let's just start from square one. I come to you and I say, I want a house hack in Denver. Mm, Yeah. Uh, First of all, thanks again for having me, Taylor. It's uh, always nice to talk about house hacking in general and just to catch up with you, man. Um, House hacking is one of the the best ways to get started, number one, in real estate investing, number two, setting yourself up for financial independence. So if you were just a random person that's like, hey, I want a house hack, there's several things that we need to figure out. I mean, obviously, like how much you're making, can you get a loan for a certain amount? What's your budget and all that good stuff. But let's assume that you're able to afford a typical house hack in the Denver area. So what we would look at is what your strategy is. Because you can have different strategies. For example, there are some six, seven, and even eight bedroom places over in Aurora, like the east side of Denver, right? Really? Yeah, it's crazy. Even like nine bedroom. Nine bedrooms? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. There's actually a dude I work with, uh, Zach Collins, big shout out. He's a rent by the room property manager and realtor. So he looks for these big houses, like 3,500 square feet that are four bed, three bath, right? And I put that in quotes, right? When he looks at these three living rooms all across the house and he's like, hey, I could put a wall here and a wall here. And I made this a seven bedroom place from a four bedroom, three bath, right? And so now with that, like in Denver, you can get about $800 per month per room. And if it's a master, you can get about 1100, maybe even 1200 per month. And so if you're adding three more bedrooms, you're adding $2,400 per month in potential income. So yeah. Would you have to like go through the, I was going to have a question. Do you, would you have to go through the permitting process then to add those walls? Yes. It does depend on where it is as far as, let's say if it's in the basement, you need to have an egress window, a closet, and heating. 
right? If it's on the main floor or above grade, then it really does depend on your risk tolerance. If it's something you don't want to risk, then yes, you would go through permitting and zoning and all that good stuff. Uh, but most people that I work with, they're very comfortable with just setting up a wall and just having someone Going live in there. It. I mean, they just need a place to stay. It's not like they're looking for the most extravagant thing unless you completely lie to them, right? So anywho, uh, that's one way. The other strategy is, let's say, doing a non-conforming duplex option where we mentioned in the first part of the episode, you have a basement. And you can rent that out as a long-term rental, medium-term rental, or short-term rental. And we can go over the numbers together showing uh, vacancy, how much it takes for the startup cost, and what your average daily rate might be for short-term rentals. And if it's medium-term or long-term, we could see what your monthly amounts might be. So that would be the next step. And then afterwards, assuming that you don't need extra convincing that house hacking is the answer for you, then we would just go check out houses. You know, like it's one thing to listen to podcasts and read books, but it's another thing to know your local market. Because when mm. you know, like Denver, I point out certain things that even people who have lived here just had no idea even existed. For example, power lines like electrical lines are sometimes overhead depending on the age of the home. And when I'm actually working with this on one of my properties, the electrical line goes right through a tree, like a mature tree. And when it's windy, it moves that electrical line up and down. It could either oh. break or start like tearing up the roof, right? And so I point these things out and they're like, whoa, I mean, I never would have thought about this. So all you got to do is trim the tree to make sure that no electrical or fire hazards happen, right? So um, yeah, uh, we would just go see some houses, see what you like. And knowing, let's say if you wanted to have that strategy of living on the main floor, and someone lives in the basement or even vice versa, you want to know what the footsteps sound like on the main floor and what that sounds like to people living in the basement. So there's a lot of advantages to just seeing the property in person and knowing what you do like and what you don't like. If it's something as simple as I don't like white cabinets, great. We can just paint them, right? Mm. If it's something like hey, I want a completely separate entrance to the basement rather than having them go through the front door and go through the bait or go to the stairs in the basement through the main home. That's another aspect of it too, right? Yeah. I feel, yeah, I feel like if, if I was an introvert and I, I I feel a little weary about just having people like come in through the main entrance and then I have to introduce myself and, you know, kind of, I don't know if I'm going to be as hospitable or, or, or whatnot. And so I, I could definitely see that factoring into just more of like what you want in your, in your personality and um, how you'd want to house hack. So yeah, I actually didn't even realize the different strategies within house hacking and getting just that granular to a T, whether it's like by room or if you're going to be going with the basements. Now, would you recommend someone to go more open-minded and just taking a look at it first and then seeing it? Or would you say like, hey, think about it and try and envision yourself doing one or the other and then come back to me and then yeah. and think it through? Good question. Um, there are a couple of options here because I've had uh, single female clients that have wanted to house hack. And for the majority of them, they want that separate entrance. They just want to live by themselves on the main floor. Totally reasonable, especially on the security front, right? However, I do have this one client who actually built out my van, Elisa. Big shout out to her. Shout um, out, Elisa. 
Yeah, she wanted to do the rent by the room strategy. I'm like, okay, hey, let's do it. I'm glad that you're confident in this. And what she actually did was find only female renters. And she rented out all of the other four bedrooms to just young professional females. And so it's a safe space for everyone. And she's able to cater to it. And now she has no loss in renters coming in. She has very little vacancy because there's a lot of people out there or a lot of females out there that want to live in that same space, right? And she's able to do that like, and sort of bridge these fair housing laws because she's living in there. It's her house. It's her primary residence, Hmm. you know? So with all that being said, yeah, there's a lot to consider. And house hacking can even include, hey, I'm renting out my garage to someone who wants to store their RV. It really could go go as basic as that, where it's like $200 a month (laughs) all the way up to $3,500 a month, depending on what the status is, style, condition, and how aggressive you want to be in pricing. And where are you posting these openings? Yep. These would usually be, uh, my preference is Zillow. I mean, when anyone buys a home, you're looking at Zillow. It's a household name, right? No pun intended. So people are searching. <laughs> that was a good one. That was great. Oh, future dad, <laughs> sort of right there. Yes, that sir. In, you know? That was great. <laughs> <laughs> They're checking on Zillow, right? So okay. might as well list on Zillow as well, because I mean, sure, there's hot pads, apartments.com, Trulia, all those other places, right? But um, I have found the most success through Zillow, and I recently um, found a occupancy or turnover in my renters in San Diego, thanks to Zillow. And I had Mm. very, I didn't even have to go out there to have that changeover or even meet with this person. Anywho, uh, yeah, Zillow is the best place. Um, If you do want to extend your listing search and criteria, I would say apartments.com, Trulia, and Hotpads. Those are Mm. great ways for you to list your rooms or unit. Now, with them being very popular sites, are you also going getting them through a vetting process. Do you help out in, let's say your clients that are going to try and vet their tenants that are, that are coming in, or do you like provide like a checklist that they go through and then they just, well, I can't imagine you like going to the actual interview and meeting them be like, I am the agent. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just here to see if you're good with my clients, like as a parent, (laughs) Um, you know, but but do you provide that? Like, do they go through a, a screening? Totally. Um, Yeah. As a real estate agent, I prefer to limit a lot of my services to that end of the transaction, Um, mainly due to legal reasons. uh, Because, you know, if I promise one thing and I continue my services and it doesn't meet expectations, there's some legalese there that is just a lot of gray Mm -hmm. area. Right. Yeah. So, long story short, I do provide checklists like, hey, get a Google Voice number. Listed on Zillow, get a proper property description, go into JatGBT and tell them what your house is like, and it will get the description for you. You know, something as basic as that. And then get some excellent listing photos. Like, don't skimp out and put it on your iPhone photos. Like, having professional photos and spending 150 bucks is well worth the time and effort. Get professional photos. Um, and then How'd you, where'd you find those professional photographers real quick? Yeah, totally. I mean, you could just easily as Google them. Um, I I have a couple of really good photographers here in the the Denver area, Dan McVeigh, big shout out to him with just Dan. Yeah. Um, And then, uh, yeah, I'll just keep 
but with him for now, uh, I'll give him all the business. Yeah. So, yeah. Shout out Dan. <laughs> so yeah, get, get professional photos. It is the single best thing you could do with finding the right ranchers and getting the most exposure. Got it. No, these are, these are all golden nuggets and, you know, now switching gears to just being conscious of our time, Yeah, working with cat, working with your partner then, I mean, it it's a journey within you two, and now you have two minds, and so I'm sure there's some conflicts there. How have you two been able to manage and that create that strong foundation between the two of you? Yeah, uh, it's been a journey, and I will say that with more positive than negative in that journey, vague word, right? Um, actually, it's something that I have felt internally as a very positive thing. Um, between me and Kat and growing these businesses and our real estate portfolio together, I would have never been able to get to this point if it weren't for her. And I feel like she wouldn't have been able to pull the trigger if it weren't for me, you know? Mm. So it's a very yin and yang situation. And I realize more and more that I don't know how people that are single are able to do this stuff if they're working a W-2 already. It's so mm. tough, you know? Um, especially with how unaffordable things are. And I know I'm going very secular, very zoomed out view right now, but um, it's very tough for those single people to make things work at seven, seven and a half percent interest rates for a primary residence. You're looking at a $500,000 home and it's like 3,500 bucks a month. And that's the minimum expense. You also have utilities, expenses, right. maintenance, and all that good stuff. Anywho, with all that, I think on the more relationship level, even without getting into the real estate uh, portion of it, a lot of people say, and I got this from Brandon Turner, it's not a 50-50 relationship. It's 100-100. You're both putting in as much effort as possible to make each other's lives as easy as possible. I've realized that the more that I, uh, let's say Kat is in a rush. She's on meetings. She's got to go places, right? Sometimes she leaves all the dishes out and I have to go clean them and everything in between all the way up to the office. I can accept that there are going to be days where they're rushed and my wife's going to be rushed and she has to go. And I have recently been internalizing that if it were ever me, I know she would do the same. And I'm sure she has done the same behind closed doors, right? Mm -hmm. She's done so much more for me that I probably have not even realized so I think I'm more on the relationship level that it's 100, 100, and you're giving your all every day as much as you can, right? And maybe there's some sort of way that you could communicate with each other. Like, hey, I'm at a 50 right now. I just don't want to be messed with. I feel like uh, I just can't do this right now. Then the other person has to reciprocate or you know, pick up whatever is left behind. And it's always that spectrum, right? So now translating that into the real estate investing uh, journey, especially with me being a realtor, she picked up a lot of the slack where I was not making money for the first four or five months as a real estate agent. It was so tough for me to start. And I felt almost emasculated not making any money during that time, you know, mm -hmm. as a male and, you know, take this however you want audience, but I know me personally as a male, I want to provide for my family. I want to make sure that I'm able to bring food to the table and pull my weight in the family. And um, she pulled my weight during that time. And now it feels much more solidified knowing that she's there for me, even if I can't pick up that slack during that time, at least monetarily. Right. Mm. So um, I know this isn't necessarily like what's our journey been like within the real estate, like 
portfolio and industry. But I think this is so foundational. Like these points are foundational that it can go into whatever journey you guys want to, whether it is, let's say, living in a van like we're doing or going and investing in our fourth property like we're trying to do. It all depends on how you guys communicate within each other. And it doesn't matter if it's the wife, a man, woman, man, man, trans man, trans man. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it, it really doesn't matter because we're all humans and we just right. got to make sure that whatever the relationship is, it's 100, 100. Do y'all have any, well, that, that was, that was beautiful. I mean, just the 100, 100. I mean, yeah, I'm coining that for you and not Brandon Turner. That's hey. all from you now, man. Um, but do you have any habits or routines that you two do together to realign yourself? Because I can imagine with both of you doing a lot of different work and seeing these different clients, like lives get very busy. Are there moments of intentionality where you guys are setting goals together or reflecting? Uh, and what does that look like in your relationship? Yeah. Thanks uh, for giving me that opportunity too, because this is something that's pretty recent with us. Um, we've been grinding ever since we were in our twenties. Yeah. 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 Into... <laughs> yeah. You like club grinding. No, no. Yo, yeah. 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 Even better. Heck yeah. Oh, geez. Yeah. It's, it's tough, dude. Like I know you guys work hard and we've been working hard as well. Like it, it's really tough to maintain everything. And what we've been doing recently is um, making food and watching a show together. And like, whether it's Netflix, Hulu, whatever it might be, we just watch a show together and it's got to be a good show. Right now we're season five in the show Suits and we absolutely love that show. Um, before that, we were watching anime and we we're like, hey, this is great time for us to just bond and have a cultural significance like with each other as well. Like it's mm. a good connection for both of us and we can send each other memes. And, oh dude, that's, I feel like that's another great way for you to establish a really good relationship with your partner. Send <laughs> memes. I'm not kidding. <laughs> and I know, you okay. know, because I send you memes. Yes, um, you do. <laughs> I, I'm a, I pride myself in, in a, being a distributor and curator of memes, uh, no matter who it is. And um, I maintain a lot of my friendships and relationships through memes as well. And so with Kat and I having dinner, watching a show and almost like bantering in between, like, I can't believe this guy, freaking Lewis lit. Oh my God, he's such a baby, right? It's almost it's like you have that relationship just by watching a show. And so dedicating an hour to an hour and a half just to chill with each other on the couch, watching a show, I feel like without much words being spoken, you can still make that connection. I what I love about that is that it's simple. Because mm -hmm. in this personal development, you know, growth, like self-growth phase and where we're trying to work with our partner, I, I think sometimes it comes down to where I feel like sometimes where it, it, all the content that's centered around it means that there's something wrong within it. And then there's, you, there's all this content saying like, Oh, you need a journal. You need to have this habit. You need to do this. You need to do that. Um, but in actuality though, it's really just at the end of the day, spending intentional time to be present and having your own language with your partner, whether that's through memes or banter in between shows. And so I think that's really beautiful and such a simple yet elegant way. Yeah. Thanks, man. And one thing I wanted to bring up with that too, is that 
we wanted to reach financial independence as soon as possible. And there's a lot of people that are in that realm of like, hey, we got to push. We got to keep working weekends and all that good stuff. And there's a time and a place for that. And I feel like with Kat and I, we've been doing that for the past four, almost five years, ever since you know we started real estate investing, right? Now we're at a time where it's like, hey, let's look at quality of life. We got to look at what we want to do before we start getting older. If we're at a position where we're ahead of most people with their savings, with their investing journey and things like that, why not enjoy some of the fruits of our labor? And so some people might shame others with like within the financial independence community of like, hey, why are you watching TV, dude? Shouldn't you be like working and making some more money? Like, dude, why are you making me feel guilty for being happy right now? You know, I feel like this quality of life aspect has become more and more of a factor in our lives between me and Kat that it is now something that we're holding to a pedestal in the realm of financial independence. We still want to reach it, but if we're living the life that we want along the way, I feel like that's an even bigger win. So mm. just wanted to say that too. No, I love that as those final words. And also just having the ability to like still enjoy things and, and having that quality of life. Like if Brandon Turner, if I want to enjoy dancing with the stars, I'm going to enjoy <laughs> dancing with the stars, totally. you know, and I could still be financially independent. I, we love you, Brandon Turner. I mean, I'm just yep. making the jokes here, but no, I mean, in actuality, though, I think it's just, it's, it's beautiful. It's simple. It's elegant. And, you know, I really appreciate you sharing your relationship. And then also, of course, sharing, you know, all these house hacking strategies too. Cause I mean, at the end of the day, house hacking and real estate, it is a vehicle just to have a better life. It's not the actual real estate itself. It's the vehicle to improve our quality of life. And with that being said, though, if people want to get connected with you more so and have a conversation with a, that's about relationships or even buying their first house, Airbnbs, Denver area, how can they reach you? Yeah. A lot of that good content is on Instagram already and YouTube as well. I do a lot of content regarding the Denver area, house hacking, investing, all that good stuff. And go check it out in the show notes below. It is ian.realestateagent on IG, Instagram. And it is moving to Denver, Colorado with Ian Jimeno. If you just search YouTube, Ian Jimeno on YouTube, you will find me. So really excited for it. And if you really want to give me a call, I'm going to give you my number too, 720-704-3522. So really excited to hear from you guys. I kept that San Diego number. That's what I like to hear. The San Diego roots. Isn't that 720? No, 760. <laughs> 720 uh, is actually Denver, but that's, uh, I have two numbers, but I do have my 858 number still. Yeah, you got two it. phones. Ah. <laughs> Drugs. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> Anyways, thanks everyone for listening. Thanks again for hopping on the show. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to the Taylor Coop Podcast. If you gain any value out of this episode, I'd really appreciate it if you share this with your friends. Hopefully they can get the same value as well as you did. And also leave a comment or review on whatever podcasting platform that you're listening on. I appreciate your time. Thank you for joining me and I'll see you at the next episode.